<laughs> Good morning, <laughs> afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the world and welcome to Death by Pod, the podcast where all we do is talk about horror movies and ourselves. My name is Matt Hudson, aka the guy who lurks in the corner and joining me as ever is my wonderful co-host, she's the one who lurks in the dark. It's Elizabeth, aka Bloggy Balboa. How you doing, mate? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. There is a funny smell, though. Yeah, what's that? What could that be? I think it might be your filthy soul. <laughs> That's only one labial frigative from my filthy arsehole. <laughs> Got to get arsehole. out of there right now. Arsehole. Or, or what have you been cooking for your meal? Let's start it off as we always do. What have you been digesting tonight? I had uh, I'd freezer tea tonight. Freezer so, tea, yeah. Yeah, it was um, one of those like bird's eye, sticky barbecue chicken oh, yeah, yeah. tits with like some microwave rice. No, not 20 rice. minutes in the oven, three minutes in the microwave. Yeah, microwave veg and then loads and loads of mayo. Oh, good shout. I don't mind a bit of barbecue and mayo. Do you know what I mean? I think if you whirl them all up, it makes a quite a nice little condiment. Well, the barbecue's on the chicken... So, but, it's, but yeah, you could still they, mix they it do, up. They get mixed up, yeah. You could still mix still it up. I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> no, I had a, I had a, I had a, um, a oven pizza, a twelve minute from the co-op, and it wasn't the best pizza I've ever had in my life. It's one of, it's one of those evenings. Like, right, enough going on today. It's, I've chuck a pizza in the oven. Fifth, ten minutes later, bosh, unsatisfied. But I've got a cup of tea now, and I'm looking forward to our show tonight because it's a little bit different. It isn't, but it is. Rather than talking about one film. We're talking about two films that happen to be pretty much the same film. Uh, and Bloggy, what are we talking about, mate? We're talking about Evil Dead. And Whoop. Evil Dead. <laughs> One the of Evil Dead. The... Uh, yeah. how, do we, yeah, how about we just call it Evil Dead? Drop the. It's <laughs> yeah, simple. <laughs> <laughs> the You're Facebook. Always good for, always good for a soundbite, is Bloggy. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to be talking about The Evil Dead and then Evil Dead. And then kind of just our thoughts on the both of them, how they compare. And basically, at the end of it, we're going to be like, which one was better? Or which one would we stick on now? Because we asked you guys that exact same question as well. So enough from this this guy lurking in the shadows. Bloggy, take us away with The Evil Dead. The Evil Dead. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> what, what can I say? It's directed by Sam Raimi. It was released on October the 15th, 1981. I'll tell you what it's about before I tell you who it stars. How's about that? Shall I mix it up? This is the best bit this is. This is... (laughs) All right. So, there are five Michigan State University students. I got that off Wikipedia because I would not have known otherwise. Extremely Um, detailed. Extremely detailed. They go to a cabin... Like a real dilapidate. I don't know why they picked this cabin. It's not somewhere I would have. I would have gone. But um, yeah, they go to this cabin. The cellar door like flies open. They find all this demonic stuff, and they decide to mess around with it. And then people start getting demonically possessed, and then they get raped by trees. And then there's a lot of blood, and then it ends. And that's the film. How was Sounds that? Sounds like a Saturday night for you, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Down the old, uh, what's it called? Down the old orange tree, what it's called, yeah. The mangrove. That's it, the mangrove. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty good synopsis. And as we as we do, I'm going to say it now, rather than 20 minutes in to ruin everybody's fun. If you haven't seen either of the Evil Deads, we are going to be going full spoiler. So this is your spoiler warning. Go back and watch both films. They're only an hour and a half each. Uh, three hours later, come back, listen to us, and 
hopefully you agree with us. But yeah, so spoiler warning out of the way, that is the synopsis. I like the fact that they really dove into Michigan State as if that is a, actually means anything to the plot. But um, right, so Evil Dead, so because we're going to have little shorter recaps, we're just going to kind of, the pros and cons in each film, what did we like, what did we get out of it? So Bloggy, like, the, the Evil Dead, you know, what do, what do you think of it? What, do, what, what are you taking from it? What did you enjoy about it? So I'll tell you what I enjoyed about the cast list and the, the budget and <laughs> I'd l- actually to be honest, I think that would probably help me help the flow. That better. would be better. It, it, it would remind <laughs> me who's who as well. Okay. What, what a queen. So we're going... <laughs> sorry. That's it. We keep we try we to try keep so hard. Like... I know. We've got the notes in front of us, little notes just just to keep us structured. But um, Bloggy likes to keep me on my toes by using well, the notes. Well, I, do- <laughs> <laughs> I was just—I don't, I don't want to confuse the listeners. They'll be like, "Hold on a minute." They—they they, okay. So anyway, you've got <laughs> who's in it, Bloggy? Who is in it? This is the this is the question. So we've got Bruce Campbell in the original one, which I, I think, think that's that's the only thing I I know him from actually, and he plays Ash, and then we've got. Ellen Sandweiss, who plays Cheryl Williams, How Delric, who plays Scott, Betsy Baker, who plays Linda, and Teresa Tilly, who plays <laughs> Shelley. Um, it was four hundred thousand dollars budget, and then it made two point seven million dollars worldwide in box office returns. It's not bad, actually. I actually, this is how sad I am. I had I had more than five minutes spare today, but I, I actually checked inflation. Four hundred thousand budget today would be one point zero two seven bit million, I think. So basically, in twenty nineteen terms, he was given a million quid to make this film, and it and it made in twenty nineteen terms about seven point five million. So he kind of take taken out any can any any um, breaking even. He probably made, he made about five times worth of the budget. So. Not bad, actually. And it, yeah. it got re-released and made bank. But I also like the alliteration in Betsy Baker and Teresa Tilly. I'm enjoying oh, yeah. that. I enjoyed that. It was really, really... It was one of the few, like, name things where I've enjoyed... I've enjoyed the whole experience. So I'm yeah, quite happy. I enjoyed the experience of you listing the Under the Shadow cast. And I know a lot of our listeners probably did <laughs> that as well. But, yeah, Bruce Campbell's done... He did. has done other things. <laughs> but um, he has done other things. Um, he does a lot... He cameos a lot. And of course, he's done other Evil Dead films and Ash vs. Evil Dead. He's kind of made a career out of this now. But yeah, tell me about the Evil Dead for you then. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I've only seen this film a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So rewatching it again recently was quite good fun. I remember them, I remember them looking a lot scarier. Like, mm-hmm. is it all like more convincing yeah. <laughs> yeah i did and i totally forgot about the bit where he's like smacking her head down the cellar and it's clearly just like a dolly yeah <laughs> that bit's yeah. really funny i've i forgot i forgot how kind of like uh what's the term like guerrilla filmmaking this oh, is yeah, like yeah. yeah it's just it's so i mean i would have thought that for a million quid if you think like oh yeah if i had a million quid i don't know but it was it's just, I still think it's pretty bloody scary, to be honest. If you, yeah, if you just changed some of the makeup, I reckon it would still stand up. Oh, it does yeah, I mean, stand up. they just need to like do maybe a more modern remake. I don't know, but um, so for maybe for eight, for, for this, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe well, let's talk about it afterwards. In it is eighty one <laughs> remake. That's the that's the thing. Is I've 
on one of my notes, it does just say the FX look cheap as shit. Like the face that that you can see their face masks and the makeup. Obviously, they're not real demons, but um, I <laughs> I kind of chalk that up to like exactly like you said. It's it's gorilla. It's flying by the seat of your pants and four hundred thousand dollars back then. I mean, paying for everything plus Sam Raimi. I guess was it was this his first film or one of them? Um, I think it probably was. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe he wasn't as versed, but and also, I mean, latex um, costumes and just makeup wasn't as uh, good back then, for want of a better term. It wasn't as polished. Yes, there were great effects in other films, but they probably had bigger budget. So I think with what he did, he did all right. And uh, some of the, a lot of the shots I noticed don't really linger too much on the overly made up, possessed people like Cheryl when she's in the attic. She's kind of hidden by shadows somewhat. It's when it gets to um, to uh, Linda, Betsy Baker, when she's sort of looking like this weird sort of Harley Quinn doll with yeah. <laughs> makeup. And I was like, yeah, that looks like shit. But um, yeah, I, I thought it was all right. It's got a good pace. It's got a good vibe. Um, do you know what? The, what, the, what I liked about it was for a Cabin in the Woods film, I actually genuinely believed that they were in the middle of nowhere. The shots of them making their way to the cabin gave me the impression anyway that they were in the middle of nowhere. Because mm. you know, some, I look at some and you think, "Oh, that looks like a soundstage," or it looks like that could be on the edge of, or like just off a main road. This cabin looked like it, like it was in a, like on miles. It was that far away from civilization, so I like that. And um, as a sort of top level, I think Sam Raimi did a hell of a job, given the budget that he had. I think it's the best thing I can say about the effects. I'm trying to look past that, but yeah, I agree. There's a there's this really decent atmosphere to it, like a really solid atmosphere, which is. A, it's kind of scary that they undercut it with that sort of horror comedy, which I enjoyed actually. I quite liked that. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, I think it still holds up if you were to show it to somebody younger than us, I think. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think what you were saying about the horror comedy thing, I like the fact that Sam Raimi's just, he's just not deviated from that at all. No, yeah. He's just like, my name's Sam Raimi. I like things oozing out of eyes and I like to make you laugh. And this is the films that I've made. And you're just like, well, okay, you know, that, that's, I can see that, Sam. Well done. Also, just looking him up, um, he went to Michigan State University. Right, so it's a it's a callback to himself. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Semi-autobiographical, maybe. I do seem to remember Scott, like the kind of jock type one. He, I'm sure he was wearing like an MSU jacket, thinking about it now. Because um, he was like, because... In terms of this film, the characters are kind of um, stereotypical, but not to the extent of other films, shall we say. But Bruce Campbell's Ash is kind of the... he He's portrayed as like this knight in shining armour. He's like a really good guy. Everything he does is great. Like the way he treats his woman, obviously, as he, as, as anyone should, <laughs> to his like the, mor- the, mor- the moralistic side of him. Whereas Scott's basically a dickhead. Yeah. Um, and then you've got um, Cheryl, who's kind of a bit... She's the one who loses her mind first. She's a bit more recluse, and the two and Linda and Shelley are both. Uh, Shelley's more of like Scott type. She's a bit more extrovert, and Linda, which is Ash's girlfriend, just wants to settle down and have a cuddle, basically. So there's kind of stereotypical, but not much. You would kind of believe that they would be friends, I think. But yes, yeah, Scott's like the douchebag of the lot, and I'm sure he was wearing the MSU coat. <laughs> Yeah, because he turns around and says, "Oh, she's she's your girlfriend. You should deal with her." That's <laughs> right. Fuck this shit. She's your and woman. He also says to his girlfriend, "I'm going to break your face." 
What when she's possessed? No, but when when they I think when they're having a bit of a laugh and a joke, but he, he sort of looks and he's like, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna break your face. I was like, oh, he says I'm gonna break your face. I have it in my notes. So I listen to it. I was like, shit. <laughs> Maybe maybe I'm a 2019 what? snowflake. 2020, shit. It's not 2019 anymore. So 2008. Christ, yeah. What's going on? I am a snowflake. It only took eight minutes for this film to get going as well, which I loved. The first yeah. demon, demonic thing where the cellar blows open. Eight minutes and then it's boom, go from there. I mean, even the even the opening to this, I mean, like the Phantom Ride on the car and it's like... Yeah. And it just already, you just feel like... Whoa. What's that in the woods? Like, there's something in the woods. <laughs> Sexually frustrated trees. Yeah. What do you think about that scene? Oh, uh, yeah. That that hasn't held up well, has it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, but even for, like, even... I think even for then, when was this released? 81? 81. I think even then that was just a bit, like... They just did that to be, like, oh, look, got to have some rape in it, haven't we? <laughs> I don't know, yeah, I just felt it was a bit like, look the at how demonic we can be, mix. yeah. Shop, they kind of put, like, what, a bit edgy, edgy demain or? Yeah, but I seem to remember that that's the bit that, that's the bit that everyone remembers Evil Dead for. If it's not Ash yeah. with the Chainsaw, it's the rape tree. It's if it's just iconic sort of rape tree, which sounds weird. Or, <laughs> and, like, and the cellar moment where, they, where, the, where, they, where Cheryl's looking up through the cellar. Yeah. Is it cellar? Yeah. It is, yeah, cellar door. But yeah, when the rape tree scene happened, I was like, oh yes, I remember this. Before that, when she's getting chased through the woods by the unseen demon, I like that. You don't see what the bad thing is. It's just a POV shot going through the woods. And I really like, I loved that, the first person POV shot. I've always liked that mm. of the demon. Cheryl, Cheryl falls over at least, I counted it, at least four times on her way to being molested by Bark. And that's not even a time that she was scrapping around on the floor. And when she actually finally gets away from the ordeal, I pissed myself because not that part. Let me finish. When she gets when when she gets to the cabin and she's trying to open the door, and then Ash lets her in. The demon gets to the door, sees it close, and pretty much goes, "Oh," because the demon can't open the door. Obviously, this is made me really with something that you said last week. That like these demons are like millions of years old. They're older than Earth, but they can't and they can't seem to open a door. Yet they can, you know, make her hand become possessed at the beginning. Yeah, but they can't like, open that, the door. That so annoyed me as well. Like, she's, draw- she's drawing <laughs> the clock, isn't it? And her hand just goes all fucked up and she just starts drawing this, like, demon book. And then she's like, I think I'll keep that to myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to share that with the group. Yeah. I'm like, this, this is abstract. I quite like this. <laughs> yeah, that's a very lovely picture. <laughs> the Naturan Demanto, I think, or however you say it. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, Book of the Dead. Yeah. Yes. Why? What did I? Why? What's the Necronomicon then? What's the Necronomicon? Uh, it sounds like some sort of like weird convention for horror fans, like Comic Con. I thought that the book. I can hear you typing. Oh yeah, because I'm looking at <laughs> mate. What is it? We're show. We're showing our card here. I have no idea. All right, we're gonna we're gonna look it up. This is live and on air right now, guys. I'm not going to edit this out. This is building tension. Let's have some tense music in the background. All right. It's that HP Lovecraft guy. Oh, Lovecraftian. Yeah, and he made mythology about monsters and stuff and put it in this thing called the Necronomicon. But I always thought that that was the name of the book from The Evil Dead. 
Well, now why did it's a good guess. Well, it sounds like it could be something, but no, it's yes, uh, Naturon de Manto, de Manto, so Book of the Dead, bound in human flesh, inked in blood, and um, ah uh, ah uh, ah, uh, on on Evil Dead Wiki fandom, it's ne- dead, yeah. it's the <laughs> it's the Necronomicon Ex Mortis, also known as the Book of the Dead. So and you were right, Naturum then. De Men- de Demented thing. That's it. So I know the Naturan one, and you know the Necromancer one. Brilliant. That's all right then. I just wanted to make sure because I I submitted a whole thing in uni about the Necronomicon. <laughs> <laughs> <and> Evil Dead. <laughs> I mean, obviously it's over now. They're not. My lecturers aren't going to suddenly ring me up and be like, you know, we gave you that first. Well, we're taking it back. You cannot have it. Well, it was at, it was a crossover between Evil Dead and Hellraiser, which I still think could totally work, but. We're, I guess that's another podcast, isn't it? For that's another a smaller scare episode, right there, mate. <laughs> it was with such a it was such a wicked idea, but I just yeah, I feel like we'd have to do Hellraiser as a pod before I could fully explain. I think we're actually doing that in the next couple of weeks. Spoiler alert! Spoiler yeah, alert! Well, yeah, it's 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 one of our listed ones to do. So yeah, Hellraiser. So we can link these two films up. All right. Well, I'll I'll save that story for the Hellraiser podcast then. Ooh. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to that now. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> be scaring you guys yet? Yeah. yeah uh, I like the score. The score was good. Uh, Joseph Loduca did the score. It's his first film score, and he's gone on to do most of the a few other Evil Dead films and lots of horror films. Uh, it gets all bit. The film gets all weird and bizarre at the end, doesn't it? With Ash sort of puts his hand through the mirror and it turns into water and he screams. Yeah, what was that about? No idea. I think it's just him losing his mind, or I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was the evil around him causing him to basically just hallucinate. Maybe. Yeah. To be fair, after everything that happened, I'd probably think the mirrors were melting as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I think I just give up if all that was happening to me. Um, I, I've yeah. like dismembered all my friends. Uh... <laughs> the, the least of the least of my concern is the bloody mirror turning into water. Yeah. But still, he go he goes mental. So what? Um. All right. We've mentioned the tree rape. Whatever. whatever is there anything else like which stands out from this film for, for you? So you watched it because I've only seen it a few times as well, but. Rewatching it recently, was there anything which you thought actually that's pretty boss? Oh, the bit where she stabs her ankle with that pencil, that was relentless. Oh, oh I, yeah. I really oh. thought she was gonna dig her ankle out. Oh, it oh. made me feel really, really uncomfortable. Really uncomfortable. Is that Cheryl's first attack after Yeah, and that thinking okay, so that whole bit really, really freaks me out where they're like, Oh my god, look it's the the four of diamonds and then she's like the eight of clouds and then you're like bitch is possessed. You can hear it in her voice, like <laughs> and then she turns around and all her body's all limp like and that's where I think if you could just take a little from column A and a little from column B and put them together, <laughs> it would just but they could they kinda of lost all that in the remake, didn't they? <laughs> They did to an extent. But we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about the original, and that bit That's really right. freaked me out. And then, obviously, yeah, and then she throws him into a shelf and stabs stabs the ankles, and it's just like, oh god, I can't imagine having my ankles stabbed. Oh no, I don't want to think about it. Um, I did like the imagery of her like just floating. Yeah, that's great. Again, that's, that's proper creep. When this film got creepy, it was like proper creepy. There's moments like that when it was just like like possessed person floating but it didn't look stupid like she wasn't flying around she was yeah. literally just in one place like arms flailing a little bit 
and just like spouting this stuff. And I still got the impression that Scott thought she was taking the piss the whole time. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was that was um, awful. Yeah, when she puts a pencil on a hill. But then Scott comes over like any true gentleman and absolutely roundhouse kicks her in the face <laughs> down the stairs. <laughs> I get the feeling he'd been waiting to do that all film just just because. And Cheryl in this film is. She's Ash's sister, so they again, without meaning to jump forward, they have got that. They still got that familial relationship in the film, um, which I yeah. quite liked. Yeah, she's the first one to go mad. I I like that the book was. They didn't actually read the book, did they? It was a tape. No, recited it. And I thought that was creepier. Mm, yeah, well, yeah, because they it, had no control. Yeah, it was like you know, like the double reel of the tape, and it's playing, and he's kind of sat on his own, and. Oh, really? It, it's um. I think that was. It's sort of a lot like wreck. Yeah. Seen, oh, yes. Yeah. When they they go upstairs yes. and they start playing that fucked up tape, and he's like, yeah, "Oh, God, Yeah, and it's just really messed up. I don't know what it is about that. people playing tapes. Um, I guess it's because it's something that's already happened. So the evil has already been. Or evil has already happened here. So, oh, uh, that's another film we got to add to the list as well. I know it happens yeah. in The Conjuring. They listen to one of those double reel tapes and it starts to go all screwy and then there's all demon oh, yeah, voices. Right. I think he does it in The Exorcist as well. Oh, yeah, of course he does, yeah. Yeah, he and does, he's listening yeah. to Reagan's voice, yeah, and yeah. he's trying to tell what he's talking. He's like being like... Like, like that. <laughs> <That's it>. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like my dad putting his socks on in the morning. <laughs> it sounds like me picking my kid up. Like lifting her up. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, I, there, there was a lot in this film that I did like. like I said the point of view shots I liked for, of the demon. I liked the atmosphere. I liked that scene that you've mentioned with the floating Cheryl and the hill kick, the hill stab. I don't want to say I liked the tree rape scene because I think mm. there are other scenes that were done better, I think. Yeah, and I think I, I think that the remake handled that in the best way that it could. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, I will agree with you there. Uh, so, jump, jumping around then, 81 version, anything which you thought other than, we've mentioned the effects were a bit ropey, but I guess that's just an after effect of the time, but what about what, anything you didn't particularly like? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I was surprised on the rewatch to learn that Cheryl is his sister, because I just didn't get that. I didn't. That was the only thing about it was the fact that yeah, they're all locked in this cabin together. But I didn't quite get from any of them that they actually had. You know, the, the acting wasn't as good as it could be, and I think that's probably why Bruce Campbell, uh, aside from being really good friends with Sam Raimi, I think that's probably why he was chose to do all the rest of them because I think he is kind of like the only believable one. Mm-hmm. In it only in the set, not as in like they're terrible actors, but more just as in like I just didn't feel that they really liked each other. It was kind of <laughs> they may as well have just said like you know here's here's five people that I've never met. Like I didn't know it was his sister. I thought that the remake had, had skewed things a little bit, but um, mm-hmm. so that was quite that was quite a shock. Um, what else was? I didn't. Okay, so there's a bit where um, I can't remember who it is, but she's in her room, mm-hmm. and then she looks out the window, and then like the window smashes and something attacks her. Oh, um, I think that's. She's like she's like laying down, and then she looks out of her window, and then like something think comes Linda. through the window and attacks her, and then starts scratching up 
the other guy's face. The one that's oh, no, dead. in that case, that would, that would be Shelley then. Teresa yeah, and then, and then they, like, and then they burn yeah. her face off. <laughs> yeah, which is a rational thing to do. It is. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I would totally throw throw a dead eye into the fireplace with no, I don't care whose face it's masquerading in. I'd <laughs> here to tell you now, Matt, if, if we ever go to a remote cabin with a couple of other people, whether we've got a connection with them or not, uh-huh, one of yeah. them might be my sister. They might not be. Um, if you get if you get demonically possessed, I promise I will throw you in the fireplace and give you Thank to the trees. Thank you, mate. I, was, I will say the same to you. I will, I will absolutely roundhouse the fuck out of your face, <laughs> and then I'll throw you in the fire. Don't give me to the trees. That's the... yeah. I know how I didn't go that go down that route. Good. I'd rather just kick you in the face and then throw you in the fire. It's <laughs> yeah. not going to be a happy ending for me. No, see, I have got some morals, you know. I am, you know, I'm good. A good one of the, I'm one of the good guys and all that. See, oh, I wouldn't give you to the trees and all that, but um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think we should sort it out. Our, our buddy, a, a log, a log cabin retreat with three people we don't know and see who gets possessed and dies first, and then we could podcast about it. Oh well, because the thing is though, is that because we do this podcast, the cellar door would fly open and we'd be like, should we go? Should we go Premier Inn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they do. They do. Was it the all you can eat breakfast the next day? So I'm in. Exactly. It doesn't look like you're going to get that in this kind of cabin either. It's got a much more kind of, uh, you know, like self-catering. You are the breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit more, bit, bit more like a naff B&B. So hungry I could eat my own hand. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me just skewer your ankle first. Mm, yeah. My favourite. Yummy. Nom, nom, nom. I can't really think of anything I didn't like, yeah, like, there I despise. There isn't anything that I'd like you can hate about this because it just... It's Evil Dead, isn't it? I mean, like, come it's on, the guys. It's Evil Dead. It's this, sorry, it's the Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I still, I still, what do I call, I call something, I think I call it the Facebook or something like that. I'm, I'm like an old man now. Every, I put every, I put the in everything, like Pepper the Pig. And I don't mean to, like Mickey the Mouse. I don't even mean to do it. I sound like a right idiot. So yeah, Evil <laughs> with the Dead. There you go. So, Bruce um, the Campbell. Yeah, groovy. Uh, I, yeah, there were things in it I thought were like naff. And that's not because I'm a, I'm a groovy 30 something year old in 2020 who thinks oh, I've seen too many horror films. It's, it is what it is. It's made in 1981. It looks like it's made in 1981. And once you get your head around that, then it becomes a much more enjoyable film to watch. I did find it slightly jarring to start with seeing some of the effects were so shit. Mm. But again, I reconciled the fact that this is a low-budget film from 81. Ignore that and just get, just get with it. Just get with the story. Get w- with what's trying to they're trying to put across. That these are Kandarian demons, bruv. And um, I got past it quite easily. Yeah, the tree scene, take it or leave it. it you know, it's, it just seemed like maybe an, it was the 80s. Maybe they just wanted to show a woman in her pants and they get her, get her knocks out, maybe. <laughs> That's what it seemed like to me. And, um, yeah, there wasn't really much else. I mean, it, it powered along. It's only an hour and 20 minutes, six minutes long. It didn't take long to get into the story. I loved that side of it. I, 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 could, I thought I could see these guys being friends. But like you said, Bruce Campbell's head and shoulders above, not because he's the world's best actor, but he's had more of a... He's got more. He's got something about him. It's more, he's got more of mm. a gravitas, more of a persona. And again, that isn't because we know him now and he sort of transcended the, the, the um, franchise. But he's just a... But I don't know, there's something about him. He's got like those good looks, the chiseled chin. He's about seven foot tall. He seems like a nice guy. He'd, uh, whereas the others seem like people playing characters in a film. He yeah. seemed a little bit more at ease with what he was doing. 
I will say as well about the effects and things like that, I think it, it's very telling that the last time that I watched this was, God, I don't know, but I know I had a smaller TV. So he could say they didn't show up as much. Yeah, and I found that with quite. I don't know if anyone else in the you know like horror fan community or whatever finds this, but once you upgrade your TV, there are certain films from certain eras that are just like it's so unforgiving on their special effects. Mm-hmm. Whereas before you'd be like, oh, this is great, like oh, it's, it stood up really well. Like now I watch like even Buffy, I watch stuff and I'm like, oh, I can <laughs> I can see the joins where the bald cap and the latex are like, yeah. and it's really like you think, oh, is it, it's just the power of TV. I don't know whether it's for the greater good or or not really. I think I prefer not to know. No, I suppose it's great if 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 they can do like proper, even just Blu-ray restorations, 1080p restorations, great. But yeah, when you get an old film like this, which is like filmed in like 360p if you're on YouTube, and then try and upgrade that to like 4K, it it, it clangs badly. Which is uh, which is why some certain older films like this don't do well with restoration work. That maybe they should just be left with that beautiful 80s film grain all over them and just leave them for what they are but I guess if you're just watching it on a high definition television it's kind of inescapable anyway so that's a good point I never thought about it like that mate that's just something that I've noticed I mean but then obviously when you're watching things like uh, I don't know I can't even think of anything recently that was like a special effect bonanza but yeah if you watch something recent it's awesome big TV's great (laughs) there is actually I've just realised there's two there's two lots of rape in this film is there? There is. I only watched it yesterday. There's a tree. <laughs> the tree's one, okay, but there's a bit where he, like, um, is get, when his girlfriend's, like, getting proper brucked and he's just like, oh, gee, she's finally become possessed. Like, what am I going to do? I don't want to cut her limbs off. And then he decapitates her with a shovel, but I think she's, yes. trying, she's like, dry humping him. Yeah, I know. I remember now. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure the sound effects hint towards that as well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's like double red. And is this because of like I don't know when like Last House on the Left came out or anything like that? But wasn't there a big time in in horror where everyone was just getting raped left, right, and center? It was Last House on the Left. It was uh, when did that e- come out? Wasn't it like not Eden Lake? Was it Eden Lake? No, wasn't it? Was it Eden Lake? One of the ones like that as well, where that happens. There might not be even like, but there is another I spit one. I on your grave. There's that one, and then that was remade. Um, that was with Susan George, wasn't it, originally? Mm. I can't think. That uh, was Straw Dog, sorry. Um, there was another one recently. It might have been Laugh Hasn't It, but I'm sure there was another one as well where a woman gets brutally raped and then obviously gets her revenge. And there was also a French film called Revenge where that happened yes. a few years ago, where, yeah. which was bl- bloody, as in bloody, bloody. Um, so it. It kind of went out of fashion, and now it's kind of like I don't know, it's kind of on vogue again. Where I'm not entirely down with that kind of where a woman can only find herself or find her inner strength when something horrific happens. But like that, yeah. for example, I'm not down with that always. But well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think because I think one of the things that I really like about the Evil Dead is that. As much as it's made in 81, it feels like it was made in 75. There's something about it where it just, mm-hmm. even for the 80s, it feels really retro. 
Um, very, very early 80s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's almost like it... I, d- I feel like it should be preserved because I feel like it was the last of its kind before, you know, where it is okay to have kind of shit makeup and it is okay to be doing this kind of like rogue, you know, because then you got, you know, as the 80s kind of progressed, everything else matured slightly, didn't it? And this mm-hmm. idea yeah, yeah. of having demons kind of giggly and being like, oh, we're going to swallow your soul it's just that it wouldn't it wouldn't have worked did it because i think even nightmare on elm street that was that was pretty close people were people didn't like it because he was funny yeah well as soon as they went along but the first first film yeah freddie's got a great dark humor whereas Mm. as it went on he's like crashing pool parties and (laughs) eating pepperoni pizza face and i was like but then again you got dream warriors it's prime time bitch great love it um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, you're right. This is I I do I do see what you mean there. Because other than obviously like the the actual cheap B B horror movies or just the really cheap films you got throughout the eighties and the nineties as well. Because there are plenty of nineties films which, which have got arse effects which didn't have a great budget. But um, I do agree that it does feel older. There are films from the seventies. I won't name them, but they have better effects than this, like like makeup, facial effects, yeah. or or even just special effects. But again, I don't want to seem like I'm I'm you know crapping all over this film's effects because I've like I've like I've sat sat there and got to come to terms with it. It is what it is. It's a very low budget film for its time, uh, from a from a a guy whose passion it was was just to make this film. I think I believe he made Sam Raimi made a short film, and to get this to get this funded so he really wanted to make this film Stephen King absolutely loved this film when it came out take that for what it's worth but um I I could say it's just a low budget horror film which works on every level and it you get films which are I so I want to say right for a remake but the it had if we didn't have a remake of this film I'd say this is this was one I'd like to see remade just or rebooted or whatever the word is now redone just to see what they could do with modern effects. Mm. So if we didn't have one, I would have liked to see them because we're getting remakes of like the thing. They're remaking that, even though that was a remake. But they're remaking the thing, and everyone's losing their minds. And I think, well, maybe it'll be quite good. Who knows? Um, but for this one, yeah, I think a remake w- would have been, would be interesting to see. And of course, we've got that. But uh, yeah, so in terms of the effects, I can't try, can't try to just reconcile that early. That this is what we're in for. And um, that, that gives it some of its charm, I think. So you, you mentioned the word retro. You know, I think it's got like a weird charm to it. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, it's funny that you mentioned about Stephen King. So I was about to say that the I thought the ending was absolutely terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, that's, that's well, right. Just, I don't know. I, I, I don't remember them as being like ghostly, but I guess that they are. I um, I always thought that they had to come into contact with somebody mm-hmm. to get well, that's what, yeah to get to possessed. get, uh, get, to get all deemed up you know their soul sorry yeah to eat their soul they have to yeah come into contact they can't yeah do I anyone, thought I yeah. thought they had to like you know have a bit of blood on the tongue or something I thought there was you know it was a bit like a virus or something but yeah, yeah. it seems to me that you just have to be in the same room as them and that's the, it. That yeah which I and, and then it's just kind of like oh god so they're, they're it's it's almost like they're the only rule that there is is oh yeah you just uh, you got to cut all their limbs off but other than that you're all going to get possessed and there's no rhyme so or reason to it. Yeah, but then again in the last show, uh, the Under the Shadow show, we did say that you know ancient demons should basically be able to just fuck people up. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, there is a kind of that element to it. 
but they do in this and I absolutely bloody love it. I love Good. how horrible they are in this to each other and I love the yeah. fact that they and this is the difference. It's not like they're, oh, I've moved your dolly. Oh, look what I've done. It's actually more like, look, I've made your girlfriend slice her face up. What do you think about that? Are you disturbed? And it's like, yes. She's oh, your so- girlfriend. I don't give a fuck <laughs> about her. <laughs> I roundhouse my girlfriend, but not yours. Yeah. I like the way he leads by example. They've got big plasters on their faces, haven't they? They've got big white bandages on their faces when they get. They've the got a little, They've got an awful lot on their faces, yeah. Because you can see their actual eyes and skin underneath the folds of the mask. Yeah. So it kind of because I I I haven't seen the other the Evil Dead's. Mm-hmm. I've the, seen the, Army the, of Darkness, the, and, yeah, number two. I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen the second one. I know that um, Ash comes comes back, so mm-hmm. I'm assuming that whatever attacks him at the end it doesn't it doesn't do a very good job does that get explained well, in the second one uh i can't if you you'll have to watch it okay all right all right now that you've seen the first one you're completionist inside he's got to watch all of them <laughs> well i mean yeah, yeah i i thought i thought this film was brilliant i absolutely love it really and uh it's just a shame about the end but i feel like i've said that about every bloody film that we've watched where i'm like it's a real big shame about the end no, it's true. I remember on one of the shows we did before, I mentioned that the fi- an ending can make or break a film, and you ripped the piss out of me because the point I was trying to make was you could have the best film in the world, but for me, it's all about the ending. Or I alternatively, agreed you could have the you. worst. And I think you, I think I you just enjoy taking me. the piss out of you. I'll roundhouse the fuck out of your face if we go to a cabin. Um, Give me so, one of yeah, those trees. I, yeah, every one of those leaves now branches. I think, or alternatively, you could have like the worst like opening few acts, but a brilliant ending, which kind of saves the film. Um, so I, I, I agree with you to, on that extent. That obviously the the ending can make or break a film, but in this case, I don't think it does because I didn't mind the ending and I enjoyed this film. I say for it's it's a horror classic. It's it's held up as a classic of the genre, and it has and it has been and probably always will be. Mm. And I I did enjoy this film for its foibles and its quirks because it is of its time, and that's why I appreciate it. So we were both given the Evil Dead a thumbs up. Uh, let's move on, shall we, to the the remake? Uh, do your thing, B. <laughs> do your thing, B. <laughs> Double B. All right. Matt, there was no way to make your name like sound. No, there's nothing about my name which stands out. Can't on. urbanize your name. Uh, um, M Hud, no, you can't. No. M Emmy Huds, I don't know. That just that's, that sounds like a don't that sounds like that the again, Latin mate. name for the rape tree, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Release right. the Emmy Huds. <laughs> oh, I've got a pain in my Emmy Huds. <laughs> All right. I've heard a few people say that before. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's be serious now because we're on a professional podcast. Uh, yeah, Evil Dead, drop the the, keep it simple. It's <laughs> I'm gonna make that joke so many fucking times. <laughs> okay, it was directed by a name that I'm not even gonna. Fede Alvarez. Spot on. Hey, um, nice one. It is. It was released on April fifth, two thousand and thirteen. It stars Jane Levy as Mia Allen, uh, Sheila Fernandez as David Allen, Lou Taylor Pucci as Eric. Pucci. <laughs> Pucci. <laughs> Pucci had to go. 
Uh, I'm going to my home planet. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jessica Lucas says Olivia. Fuck's sake. <laughs> He's off. Simpsons reference. Got it. Hey, Mrs. S. And uh, Elizabeth Blackmore is Natalie. Catch you on the flip side, dude. My <laughs> Uh, okay. Do you want? I'll tell you what. It was made for seventeen million dollars. How much do you reckon that it made in worldwide box office returns? I reckon about ninety-seven point five million. Oh my god, you are absolutely spot on. Woo! That counts towards the game. (laughs) Um, That's a good (laughs) game, actually. How much did did Hellraiser come out? (laughs) Uh, Oh, not this again. No, not this again. Not a bad return, mate. That's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. But did, did they they released like a load of action figures though, didn't they? And stuff like that. Like Raimi like proper. Yeah. Raimi produced this film. He was uh he I mean he's been on board for most of the Evil Dead films and the Ash vs. Evil Dead series. So he was behind this all the way and Fede Alvarez um came on but he want he, he what did he do afterwards, uh, Fede Alvarez? It was um it Don't Breathe. Yeah, Don't Breathe he did afterwards. Oh, and okay. I think I think he did Girl in the Spider's Web or no Girl with the Dragon... No, Girl in the Spider's Web with um, Rooney Mara, I think it was. not Not Rooney Mara. Name me The one who took over Rooney Mara, and it was, it was absolute mince. But um, I like Don't Breathe. But yeah, Fede Alvarez came on board for this, and... Um, oh, okay, so hold on. I'm going to interrupt you. He used the same actress for both Don't Breathe and this. Yeah, Jane Levy, yeah. I like Jane yeah. Levy. I think she she is, and as we get on, I'm going to... I'll talk about her. And Mia and David, yeah, they're the, they're the brother and sister of this, and uh, old Poochie... Eric is kind of like the kind of the Scott, but not quite as much of a dick. And then you get Olivia and Natalie, who are the two very extremely Honey. attractive young women who just come along. This is where this film is. You've got everybody in this film, apart from maybe Eric. Everyone in this film is handsome. Yeah, apart from and that's Eric. this is kind of like. Whereas Evil Dead nineteen eighty one. Actually, no, I'm going to leave that for when we kind of talk about both of them. But um, we'll yeah, talk about so, this one. Let's talk about this one. Yeah, Matt, keep on track, man. So, um, this one, yeah, the remake, 2013. I said I, I reckon this film was ripe for a remake, not to make it better, but just to upgrade it with better effects. Uh, what did you think of that statement? And what do you think of this version? Okay, so I've got to be honest with you. Um, my brain just totally went somewhere else. It's because Excellent. I started singing, let's talk about dead, baby. It came out in 2013. And I was trying to make it fit. <laughs> Yeah, I totally agree with your statement, Matt. Thanks for bringing up such a poignant subject. Let's talk about dead babies. <laughs> you can't make it fit, though, can you? Let's talk about dead baby. It's starring Jane Levy. Yes! Sheila Fernandez, Lou Taylor, Poochie. Let's talk about dead baby. thing is, when you say let's talk about dead baby, it doesn't sound right because it looks, it sounds like you're like one syllable away from saying something else. Like what? Dead babies. <gasps> oh, I thought we were singing the first time. Culture, Let's no. talk about dead babies. Like, ee. but no, then, then, but then he didn't chuck that S in. I was like, oh no, sweet, it was. Uh, it was yeah, I left it. As, I left it as singular. <laughs> yeah, singular. Um, um, yeah, so let's talk about dead baby. Let's. <laughs> It's really, really awful because it's just going round and round in my head. Um, yes, I thought that. The original was definitely, it was, but the re- the remake was always going to be a bit of a tender subject, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, it was always going to be... 
for the aficionados. Yeah, yeah it was always going to be a bit touchy. And the fact that Bruce Campbell didn't come back into it at all. Didn't uh, he wasn't the main in it? Film, no, no. In the, in I thought credits, like, yeah. even if he was in like some little cameo or something, that would have been cool, just to be like, "Here he is, everyone, shut up." On the His forward. car was still there, though. Yes, so they still like they kept the car and they kept everything else. But I felt that the only thing the only thing that made this feel like a remake was actually just the 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 part that I moaned about about the original, where I just didn't feel like any of them knew one another. They made too much of a mm-hmm. point of being like, "Oh, hello." so-and-so's girlfriend who is also a nurse yes, so. like yes yeah, so. they very so very you're much re- you're a doctor i'm a registered nurse yeah was, yes yeah. yeah yeah and we've been waiting for two hours and oh he's, he's finally turned up he hasn't been around for years and so they establish that they are mates and have been for a long old time um yeah i guess there is i mean every horror remake i find as a touchy subject you've only got to go on the old socials even the last week to see what's been remade or what may or may not be and people lose their minds for right for better or worse i'm not here to say whether people are right or wrong or not mm. everyone's got their own opinion i don't seem to mind certain films being remade as long as there's a, a reason for it like this film had sam raimi on board from the beginning so it wasn't yeah. just a, a, the studio being like right let's take this and we're going to you know sam raimi was on board he, that it was treated with respect like you said he went all out for it Freddy alvarez obviously has some kind of like reverence for that first film and again, for the like hundredth time in the show, it, it it could have done with an upgrade. The first film, not because it's a bad film, but just to see what it could have looked like in it with with new effects and like the old George Lucas thing. Maybe how Sam Raimi would have maybe wanted it to look a bit more, you know, real. Maybe, but yeah, did you like this film, this remake? As in, in terms of like, rather than as in, did you think it was better than the first film as a standalone? Did you like it? Oh yeah, no, it's it's decent. It's really Ooh. decent, to be honest. I think the first time that I see someone, because they they've added that beginning bit in, and am I wrong or was that Florence Pugh? Pugh? I don't know if it was, but I I love Florence Pugh to the point where I really want to marry her. Oh. So I don't know if it was. I don't think it was. Do you know the 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 one at the beginning where she's like, "I'm going to swallow your soul, Dad"? Yeah, yeah, she's the one, the one who's like, yeah, the the one who's you think is actually innocent. It turns out she's possessed. Yeah, it turns out that she's like totally messed up. I think the first, yeah, the first time that I saw that and saw her face, I was a bit like, "Oh man, it's not. Mm -hmm. It's all going to be a bit CGI. It's all going to go a bit Pennywise." The problem as well. Yeah, but it was actually (laughs) all right. Um, it wasn't Florence Pugh. It was a girl who looks so much like her, Phoenix Connolly. Uh, not familiar with her work, but if you're listening, Phoenix, great job. Yeah, great job on looking like someone else. <laughs> yeah, someone more famous. Yes. Yeah, basically, <laughs> you got a great career ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we, we take this as your big up. Yeah, wow, good looking girl. Anyway, back to the point. CGI, I was really worried. But, mm-hmm. and to be fair, I, I, and I'm like, again, I'm like you with The Exorcist with this. I just think that there is a lot to be said for people that actually do proper makeup. Because, mm-hmm. like, the makeup techniques that they had, and I, I studied makeup for a bit, and mm-hmm. then I dropped out because I didn't want to do it anymore. But you, what they had available to them in the 80s is nothing compared to what we have available to us now in terms of special effects and makeup and airbrushing. Yeah, yeah. And, just stuff that you can actually do but I felt that you know like their eyes and things like that that 
that was very disappointing just because mm-hmm. I felt like the bowls of milk eyes that they have in the evil dead that was what made it so scary because they weren't even bothering to look at you when they were like trying to rip your ankle out <laughs> yeah they are milky blind eyes yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 the red eye thing has been done to it that's like proper like cliche of I'm evil, so my eyes go red. Even in the bloody Star Wars prequels, the the Sith, the bad guys, have red and yellow eyes. And you think, hmm, never have mm. that anywhere else. It, 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 it tries too hard to prove, look at me, I'm the bad guy. When I was like, well, the fact that you want to murder your own father and eat his soul pretty much some sells me that you're yeah. you're a bad biatch. So, yeah, I, I didn't mind that first bit. I don't think it's necessary, though. Hmm. I mean, it was good to add context to it. And I like the fact that it was like it was their family cabin. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like it was fated. But obviously, I think the bit that really turned it on his head was was the heroin addiction part of it. Because she's mm-hmm. she's proper, you know, she's, she's losing her nuts. She's spitting the dummy over, like, gross smells. and Because mm-hmm. I then ended up looking all this up because I was quite interested in it. And I think when you're coming down off stuff like that, I think you do get heightened senses because you're you're in fight or flight mode. Yeah. Because your anxiety levels are so high and people that are coming off heroin, like from what I've seen on train spotting and stuff like that, it's not it's not fun, man. Like and having a gross smell like that, it would send you into like a just like a shit fit basically. But the fact that no one else can smell it and she can, I was like, that's mm. really clever because it is almost like they they've already established who the weakest link is in the group. Like, I, I like the fact that they actually had a reason for going to the cabin rather than just being, hey, we're five kids going on a summer jaunt to an abandoned cabin in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I like the fact that they were like, right, we're taking Mia out of civilization basically to get her out of cold turkey without any kind of. Oh, I can't think of the word now. Anything to temptations yeah. around her. It's just here. You can't escape. I like that. It actually gave it a proper reason for them to to be there. And yeah, and I, I, like, I also like... Sorry? And to not leave or like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or anything. Yeah. There, yeah everything there's no, was kind of explained, which was awesome. Yeah, there's no pharmacy next door or hospital within reach or cell phone usage. I don't think we... Did we see a cell phone in this film? Uh, I don't think we did, which is good. No. I don't think we did. It's, and it's not like this is a... I don't think it's as sold as an old film. It's a, it's a, a horror film set in modern times. Mm. Which yeah, is quite I good. think we it is kind of... Yeah. Yeah, we didn't see a mobile phone. Oh, I've got no signal. Or anything mm. stupid like that. Um, so I like that. And yeah, I, I, I agree. I like the fact that they they almost make it out like she's mad, almost. Or, or she... Or like, say, the weakest link where everyone else is like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with... We can't smell anything. It must be you. Mm. And then it kind of meant the audience. The audience is meant to kind of believe that, and then obviously when they've got a, a cellar full of dead felines, that kind of makes you think it would stink. But uh, I would have thought they would have better smelled that. But I, I like the imagery of that as well, like the dead rotting cats. Not that I'd like to see that, but it's just weird, like the whole witchcraft under the basement. So I liked this film as a standalone. I thought it was fucking brutal. Honestly, I did. And I've heard a lot of other people say this, and I agree with them that in terms of mainstream horror. Uh, this is one of the most visceral, like, like brutal mainstream releases I've I've seen in a long time. Yeah. This is only seven years old, but the the film is just non-stop, just like grimness, and I like it for, for that. Like it doesn't there there is no comedy, which is the problem uh, in comparison. Obviously, there is no comedy in this film. Yeah, like actual like moments of levity. There are there are moments when maybe people aren't slicing their tongue in half with a knife. But for the oh. most part, it is just like 
messed up. And I, I like the fact that they, they, they went all in. They're going to remake this film. It's called Evil Dead. Let's make it evil and let's make the dead bloody evil as well. Because you said in the first film that the demons are evil. The demons are but just horrendous in this film, I think. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. That was that was why I said to you, I can smell your filthy soul. I'm pretty sure That's she it, yeah. she says that to someone, and then she like tries to lick her out. That's yeah. She says it to Natalie's character because um, they 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 do the old fake out where Mia's in the base, which is like, oh, come and save me. Yeah, I'm fine yeah. Now. She's like, and oh, Natalie dear. goes down there. And she's like, hmm. And that's when she yeah, she starts licking her thigh, then slices her tongue in half with a Stanley knife. And then she says, I can smell your filthy soul. I was like, nice, nice. I thought the makeup on her was good. Yeah. Jane Levy, when she was like out of it. Yeah, yeah. And I thought actually the bit, the bit where she pops her head up through the cellar door was oh. scarier than the original. But yeah. she does it less in this one than she does in the original. I feel like in the original, mm-hmm. that's a bit of a running theme where, like, they'll be chatting and then just all of a sudden their face is just there. But just there. It does happen. It does it happen more in the original? Or does it, it... it does, yeah. I think they... I, I, Funny enough, I got that same impression where I was watching it, expecting it... Because, obviously, that's that, those two images are, like, the most famous Im- like imagery for the film, other than mm-hmm. in terms of a... A, a shot from the film that is the shot you see yeah. for Evil Dead and Evil Dead is the is the cellar scene. Um, they didn't overdo it in this film, and I guess they could have done. Yeah, they could have done. I mean, but then do do you want to? He's already got massive shoes to fill, so yeah. why why even bother just get a different pair? Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get, get a newer pair. That, that he he did he did do that. Um, there were yeah, there were a lot of things in this film that I found really uncomfortable, mm-hmm. um, like the fact that she, a lot of it is masked by her coming off the of heroin. You know, like she's trudging yes. about outside just because she's having that shit of a time that she's having to just walk around in circles, and then mm-hmm. she throws up, and she's like, oh, you know, I've thrown up because I'm a heroin addict, and it's like, no, you're throwing up because you're being targeted by demons, <laughs> but you don't seem to realise like. It's awful, and her the the yeah. So the 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 tree rape scene made way more sense. I've got to say, <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, yeah, it it made more sense, and it, like you said it in the in the first segment, it was handled better as well. It wasn't. It wasn't just yeah. like titillation, which yeah. to me the 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 in eighty one it seemed to play up more to like the male gaze titillation, where she's she's got a, one hand over her over her breast, and then he almost like go on. Take her hand away so we can see it, and that's what happens. Yeah, you know, if you know what I mean. And it's a lot more. Yeah, it's, it plays up more for the male gaze, whereas this one doesn't. But in, no. in the natural, doesn't. I mean, I, I could, I could feel that branch. It was horrible. Do you know, like, it, and it, I think that <laughs> if you're going to get possessed by a demon, that's exactly how I think they would do it. Why, why would mm-hmm. it be? You know, oh, I'm going to jump through the window. Oh, ooh, it is going to be something <laughs> awful, isn't it? Like rape. By a trauma, yes, all things because then that opens up the trauma, the trauma that evil needs to. Um, it, it, it opens a traumatic door that evil goes through, and the fact that she was raped seemingly by another woman who looks exactly like her. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that that also brings into it just kind of makes things a little bit more. Whereas I think horror films in perhaps you know the eighties and even the nineties they they forget that at the heart of it. It's people watching them. People are scared of very real things, mm-hmm. 
and I think that this this whole like this sort of duality this she's got a side that wants to come clean and a side that wants to stay wants to stay in the dark and wants to stay a drug addict and I think Mm -hmm. that's what that whole scene is about it's it's bringing it back to a very relatable problem I mean like anyone that's tried to give up smoking will know that addiction Mm -hmm. isn't easy you know it's just no yeah it's yeah so it's um I I thought that that whole scene and that the way that the trees kind of come at her is well excuse the pun but yeah it was um very well handled and very scary as well and relatable yeah in comparison especially but no you're you're right and there is like that kind of yin yang feeling as well I, i got that as well i think it makes more sense in this film uh, and just a fact that like we've mentioned like the fact that mia is a recovering her- heroin addict is uh, the reason for them being there for if they're going to remake a film in modern times that is a a good way of doing it have somebody who needs to be there for a very real reason because they could have done the whole cabin in the woods thing and i know that film was obviously more tongue-in-cheek where it was just kids going for a laugh over for the weekend yeah, but I like the fact that they gave it a bit of gravitas and a bit of weight as well, and like you say, relatability. I'm not a hero, and I've never been one. But uh, yes, you can see the struggles of addiction are there, um, and this film really goes deep and dark sometimes. And it, pretty much from the get go, once they get into that cabin and shit starts to go down, it gets like, evil. Like um, Olivia, there's um, when she gets possessed. Uh, there's me talking about the male gaze, but the camera does just stop on her crotch for about five seconds in these small shorts. Yeah. I've, it does. I've, I've written that crotch shot. And then she just pisses this orange stuff. And the first thing I thought was, you need to drink more water. But then we get to the scene straight off of where she's um she's cutting her cheek off in the shower. Because yes. Eric has seen it in the book. And that looked horrendous. Eric slips on her, like, f- f- on the flesh on the floor. And then she starts stabbing his eyes and face with the syringe. Oh, with like, the needle. This oh, is like don't. wild. I like, this is mental. And like, that's what I mean. They went all in. They're showing it and everything. And, and the way, he cr- even like the way he cracks his back on the toilet as he slips on the on the, the cheek. I was like, this is just, oh God. That scene with Olivia was just mad. Because in the book, the um, in the book of death in this film, Book of the Dead, it, it like the scenes that it kind of foreshadows what's going to happen. So you'll yeah, see, it like, gives you the, like a set of parameters and rules, doesn't it? Yeah, well? so you kind of see the tree rape scene in there, like in an image. You see a woman with like part half of her face missing, where it's been cut off, and that's then what happens to Olivia. Uh, and um, got the boiling water thing, the boiling water as well. Yeah, oh, that, she... was, oh, that bit really messed me up. I, I forgot that her face just melted, basically. Yeah, yeah, and she's just laying, she's just sitting there oh, in the shower. Image. Yeah, yeah. And oh, I point. thought that that, and again, I think that's a really good example there. They clearly used makeup. They didn't use CGI. Mm-hmm. Then when the carrier, I don't think they used CGI at all in this film. I, thought, I think I read that other than like touch-ups and like like very small touch-ups, I think Fede Alvarez said, we use no, maybe not the eyes, but, but to t- maybe they put contact lenses and they touch them up digitally. But he said everything was done by trickery or illusion or mirrors. It was all done by makeup and no CGI, which uh, I I forgot to mention. But that is I appreciated that they did that because again, this could have been like crooked man CGI jobby, but yeah. they went as real as possible. So uh, yeah, just on your point there. Yeah, and I think that 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 showed definitely in in that scene with the burns and everything because that was rank. But mm-hmm. uh, Eric's just basically like I think I I think I WhatsApped you and said this, but he's just a pincushion, isn't he? The poor Blake. Yes. It seems like Eric is just like Eric is there to be the nerd that 
reads the book, finds out how to do everything, because no one else clearly like David ain't going to do it. Eric's just there like, oh, I've got long hair and glasses, so I guess I'll read this Latin, shall I, guys? Uh, And then I'm going (laughs) to say, to protect your beautiful face, David, I'm just going to stand in the way of every liar. I'm going to get a fucking nail gun to the face. Oh, God. So, like, like, that bit as well, that that was the only bit where I felt like um, her being covered in all the nails and the nail gun, Mm -hmm. I just thought, oh, come on, you could it. Compared to everything else, they could have done something a bit more with her to make her a bit more mm-hmm. gruesome. They could have done something with her character more because Natalie was basically she's in the background for a lot of the film, other than yeah. that moment where she, well, she slices her arm off with a turkey slicer and then yeah has covered in nails, but uh, she didn't really get much to do at all. Whereas Eric, yeah, he's the pincushion. I Lou Taylor Pucci, I didn't think I think he was whilst um, Elizabeth Blackmore as Natalie had bugger all to do. I think that uh, Eric's character, he wound me up. He was very, I think it's more, uh, it was the delivery of the, like, the lines. Poochie was, ve- was very, mm. I don't know, he's, uh, he's trying quite hard in this film and it showed. Yeah. He didn't feel overly natural to me. But yeah, he was the exposition machine. He was there to, yeah, to save um, angry Elijah Wood's face. If I went back and I, every time I saw Shiloh Fernandez, go back and rewatch it, I was like, you look like a tall Elijah Wood in a lot of scenes, and it's really off-putting. Uh, really? Elijah Wood is thir- was 39 every day as well. So happy birthday, Elijah Wood. Oh, happy birthday, Elijah Wood. Bilbo Balcott. There was one... Uh, I said there was no comedy in this film. There isn't. There literally isn't. But there's one scene which made me laugh inadvertently. <laughs> it's when um, Mia, Mia's in the basement cellar, and David goes down... David's there, and he's trying to get through to her. And he's like, basically keeps like saying, I know you're in there, Mia, basically. And, she's, and the demon's is like, Mia's not here, you fucking idiot. And I was like, yes, honesty is always appreciated. Like, she, she kind of looks at me like, she's clearly not here. You. And she calls him a fucking idiot. Like, clearly not here, you fucking mug. Um, yeah, yeah, so, and obviously that's, Mia's not there. And I think heroin probably didn't seem so bad now compared to being possessed by a demon, but I don't know. Um, yeah, there was a lot in this film which was just, like wild. I mean, obviously, even at the end when he's burying her alive, her face in the plastic bag is just horrible to look mm. at. I've put my notes say face under plastic bag during burial is evil. Her, <laughs> Jane Levy is just evil. Yeah, yeah, she looks really horrible, doesn't she? I mean, like, yeah, bless her. She's got such a cute little nubbin face as well. Usually. Doesn't she do? She's just got such a little... And then you see her in this and you're like, "Ah, get off me. Get away from me. (laughs) Roundhouse kick. (laughs) Sound the klaxon. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. Yes. I hope we hear the klaxon later. Better get some of these answers right. What did you think about the end, mate? When when obviously the raining blood and that that kind of final battle. Uh, I think that that... That was done because I think that there is a wider story about heroin and rebirth mm. and all that stuff. I like really, really your own evil. Yeah, and I think it's all about the fact that you know she she's essentially she's killed off her support network, mm-hmm. whether that's you know metaphorically or she has actually killed them all because she got possessed. You know, it's one of the two. But it's like yeah, this yeah. force has took over her and she's pushed all of her family away. But at the end of the day, like. Her family is her salvation, and then she has to like 
she's not quite done yet because then she's got to kill this part of herself that wanted to do all the heroin and all this stuff and you know and all the she's covered in blood and it's like she's been born i think there was that but yeah it's all that way and pretend that he's not done it for that reason mm, i'm not sure and the only I reason it was overdone I just thought, do you know what? If this is it, where he's got, because okay, one of, one of the things that I didn't understand, and that's why I was asking about how they get possessed, yeah, is that Eric dies from natural causes. He just gets stabbed yes. in the end, doesn't he? And yeah, then he just, just randomly away, yeah. comes back to life, and it's like, well, what? Hold on a minute, then. So as soon as yeah, you're the dead, set you're up, yeah. are you susceptible? Because they they set it up as if like, oh, if you get the blood on you. If you get their blood on you, then you're fucked. And I don't think he does. He, his blood drips into the book, I believe. Yeah, his he he gets a paper cut off the book, and it takes. That's his right, blood. but that but the rules, the the established rules, never state that that's enough to possess you, um, or unless there's a bond made there. But yeah, that's right, because he gets yeah, he's a pincushion. He gets stabbed in the face and the hand by Olivia. He gets shot to pieces by a nail gun by Natalie. Basically, the girls don't like oh, him. Oh, God, and then she crowbars his fingers open. I just remember that. Oh, yeah. Oh. See, basically, he's, he's, yeah, he's had better days. Yeah. As Eric. He, but yeah, he, like, he, he dies of... peace, like, permanently now. <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah, pieces. <laughs> he, um... Yeah, because he dies in the in the cellar, and yeah, that's it. Because yeah, and he just he just gets stabbed in the neck with some pliers by by it wasn't possessed Eric. Yeah, no, but how Eric doesn't Eric just dies, doesn't he? Yeah, that's, that's the bit. I mean. Yeah, in that's the, the cellar, bit I'm yeah. about. Yeah, he he just yeah, dies. I mean. yeah, and then David dying. lets his body float away in like nice yeah, and picks his like, sister right. up, and then buries her, and the flaming tree, and all the rest of that yeah. shit happens, and then yeah. just randomly Eric comes back, and I'm like, hold on, but yeah, I mean the fact that it's like uh we have to have five. There's got to be five of yours. Mm-hmm. And yep. I'm like, so does Mia still count? Or like, what's going on? And then this thing came out of the ground and I was a bit like, oh, that's, yes. oh, like you could, it could have been so much more. But I'm glad that the thing came out of the ground because if it didn't, we would never have got that bit where she stabs the knife through the fence and then it's like, and then she scrapes it across her kneecap. Oh yeah, because when she's that um, bit actually made me grab my legs. When she's going back, when she's like crawling backwards yeah. through this like impossibly small like um, well, it's not even a corridor; it's just an opening shaft. Yeah, and she, she stabs it. She gets an an, an arm as well, didn't she? Yeah. Oh, that's when she's got the chainsaw. That's right. Yeah, yeah, she's badass in that scene. I think. I really yeah, thought she was thought... going to cut her legs off. I really just thought, oh, you you're going to fuck it up. You're going to cut your own leg off. Well, she pulled her own bloody arm off. Yeah, I forgot about that. She pulls her own arm off. The demon flips the car over onto her arm and she can't reach the chainsaw, obviously. By the way, spoilers if you haven't seen it. Uh, Again, and um, yeah, she just basically like, right, I've had enough of this. I'm going to rip my own arm off and then I'm going to pick up this chainsaw and I'm going to slice you in half down the middle, mate. And that's what exactly what she does. And then she gets covered in her blood, but then she doesn't get possessed and they let her go free. Uh... We were just talking about, about the ending. end bit, yeah. That's right, and where have she got... Um, uh, I mentioned she got sliced in half, and then she did get sliced in half. Yeah, um, you were like, I'm just going to slice you in half with a chainsaw. Yeah, and when I meant, when I said earlier that it went not not too far, like it didn't jump the shark necessarily, because it's a film about possession, but like the ending was just, was just like big. I think it was... I think it went too big for me. Like it just went on and on and on, and it got like, bigger and more... 
grotesque as it went along, but um, I guess it's in keeping with the tone of the film. But I don't know. I don't know how, but I would have preferred a different kind of film. Maybe like without the the raining blood, maybe or something like that. If I hadn't have done that, maybe I, maybe it wouldn't have taken me out quite so much. But I did like the imagery of the <laughs> raining blood. Yeah, I I I don't. I mean, I'm in two minds about the aesthetic of this sort of like devil baby as well that comes out of the ground. Because I mean, mm-hmm. I guess that's you know that's that's the in Kandarian demon world, this is like Jesus Christ, right? This is Sounds this like a theme is, park. Yeah, Kandarian demon <laughs> world, come along, bring your pencils, bring your ankles. <laughs> I don't know why they all sound like Alan Partridge, but they do. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, want to possess me? Do you? Oh, <laughs> do you like my cones? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I just, you know, I thought that this 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 thing was going to come out the ground and mm-hmm. it, and that it was just going to be like the mother of all evil, you know. It was gonna, so whatever these things are that have been in the house, being like eh, I'm going to lick your pussy and possess you and <laughs> whatever it was they were doing that was so horrible. And all this thing does is just go Mia, <laughs> and it just looks <laughs> yeah. like it looks like a little pixie. And I'm like, oh, I like this. Give her a cuddle. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to come and play? You know, it's kind of a bit. I thought this thing's face would be coming off. It'd be like, mm-hmm. you know, it, I don't, I don't, I can't think of anything. Finger in its belly button. I don't know what it would be doing, but it would be doing something awful. And you'd be like, oh god, yeah, I can see where you all get it from now. This thing, Jesus. But, but no, it was quite cute. Just, yeah, it just seemed like an extension of all the other demons we'd seen. Yeah, and, and picking belly fluff out of its tummy. <laughs> Also, just like you know, the other the other ones had a lot more conviction mm-hmm. about yeah, trying to kill people. About. This this one crawled about and sort of played patty fingers with the with the knife there. And That's right. You're trying to you're thinking simmer down, mate. It's just a bit. I, I don't know. I think it. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what would have made me happy either. That's the point. Mm-hmm. Like I think it, it, whether it was cute or evil or ugly or whatever the fuck it was, it. It all just went a bit too far, didn't it? But ultimately, yeah, that's what I mean. I'm way happy with it as no, a remake. Well, I mean, like, you say it's cute. I'm not sure I'd like it to be crawling towards me in a forest. But still, I see your point, though. Um, what about right. in a bedroom? Uh, this is a family-friendly podcast, yeah, Bloggy. okay, fine. All right, I'm just asking. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the answer, in short, is that would is be good. no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it'd be yes. Um, <laughs> um, I was thinking during it, do you know when they, because in this film, um, Eric, like, really, like, like, one of the things I didn't like was the way, like, the way he read out the, the curse was he, he put a bit of paper and he did the old coin over it and it, um, and the words appeared in the paper because of, I can't think what that, um, method's called. And he reads out the, the, the cursed words via that way. And I was thinking, what happens if you, like, pronounce them wrong? Well, you know, like wrong. If you say the poem wrong, does it not work? Because he does he have to say it in the exact same like accent? I don't know. It's really weird, isn't it? Because it sort of, the book sort of looks like people have scrawled over certain things to make it harder. One, one of the pages says, "Don't like pretty much says, don't read this book." Basically, yeah. Like, one of the pages does literally doing. say, "Like, do not read aloud." Like, yeah. stop what you're an, doing, dickhead. I was an idiot. Yeah, I mean, and I think the fact that he just can suddenly like sort of figure Latin out. But, yeah. Like, if I, if I bit... put the paper there, like scratch over the coin, and the words then appear in the paper, it's like it's very like. Hmm, would you would you really think that? I think it would have been better if like um, 
like they could they could have put it up to modern times by putting on some kind of like YouTube unboxing. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yes. dude, I just got my Necronomicon in the purse. Let's see what it is. Speak along with me now. Come on. <laughs> like it is just tweeted out in the series of tweets. Yeah. At neck at Necromon, or it's called it. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I uh, yeah, I I but I I do like a creepy tape. Me. No, I preferred the creepy take. Um, all right, that creepy tape. All right, then. Uh, what didn't you like about this remake? Because we've we've gushed a lot about what we did like and how just furiously grim it is. What didn't you like? Uh, there's a lot of sort of like fool me once, fool me twice kind of things with the mm-hmm. whole like I'm okay, I'm I'm perfectly normal. It's like you're not. You've just <laughs> yeah. like you just tried to eat my feet. Like what's going on? Like why have you done this? And, and then they're willing like, to accept it. Yeah, they're very kind of willing to be like, okay, well, as long as you're not going to try and kill me. It's like, I wouldn't care (laughs) if you were possessed or not. If someone tries to kill me, you know, there's there's no going back. There's there's going to be some fallout from that. Yeah, it's it's going to like, you know, um, fray the trust between us. Yeah, if you tried to burn my face, devil or not, I I would understand if you didn't want to do a weekly show, that I wouldn't mind doing a monthly show. (laughs) I mean, you can't show it that bad, is it? But yeah, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, there was a lot of fake outs. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, again, I just like I've said, I think that the fact that there's also multiple ways to kill them now is a bit, mm. a bit silly. Yeah, I liked the fact that they had to be dismembered because then it's just like, oh my god, I've got to dismember my sister. Oh, yeah, that yeah. sucks. You know, and it's, that's final as well. Yeah, there's no, there's no coming back from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just you know, the whole like, I'm going to stab you in the heart with this needle and I've wrapped some wire around it and we're going to stand underneath the burning tree and then you're going to come back to life mm-hmm. I don't know I, but I, I was glad that you beefed it Yeah, I thought it was going Be- to end too happily I was like mm, no someone's got to die yeah I didn't I didn't like the whole like makeshift car battery defibrillator yeah a bit too home yeah. alone for me I, I was like, like hmm. would you can you do that can you have holes in your heart like that and still be okay uh, I don't know if you sterilised those needles either or they came pre-sterilised. I don't know. I, that is, she's been covered in demon blood now. So to she's... be fair, actually, yeah, I don't think it would be mad. But also, fair, that's, but... that's the thing, she gets covered in that demon blood and then it's just fine. And she doesn't properly dismember it either. And it's fine. Like, And I just that's, sort of think, right. like, you kind of slack a little bit with what people can and can't do. Um, yeah, so your own rules. Yeah. Um, I'd like to, I'm interested in that, actually. Like in a sort of like a geeky way. To, whether that in any way would work, like putting some needles to a defibrillator and whatever else he does, and, ha- and whether that would actually work. Mm. I don't know if it would, obviously, I, whether it would or not, but I'm really interested to see if uh, Alvarez and everybody who wrote this, actually there was like a uh, like a twinge of science behind that, or if it was just them thinking, right, this would be cool, or we've got no other idea how to bring back to life. So, Well, because I thought it was going to be something to do with the fact that there was electricity that kept going on the burning tree. There kept being lightning going on the burning tree. And I thought Mm, it was going to be like a 1.21 gigawatts. I thought it was going to be like a full on Back to the Future moment, but it wasn't. (laughs) No, it's just car battery, defibrillator. Job's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I forgot. What what happens to... uh, This is really bad because I only watched it yesterday. What happens to um, old Davy Boy? Uh, he dead Eric comes back. He stabs him in the neck. Stabs him oh, no, in the neck. I know that's right. He, he blows the blows the house up. Yeah, uh, he blows to everything right. up. Yeah. And then it's just Mia. But I it, I think that's quite telegraphed in the beginning that Mia is going to be the one to survive because she is 
she's the one that they're there to save and protect and to nurture back to health. So it was like the dialogue was kind of there to suggest that they were going to make it back. I thought that David and Mia, brother and sister, their relationship bordered on incest at times. I was like when I when they first met again when when Eric says, "Oh, you know, she she's waiting at the back," and he's like, "Oh no," I was like, "Is yeah, you know, his ex girlfriend's going to be there?" And you know, yeah. girl on the bonnet, and the way they look at each other, and I don't know. Yeah, they, obviously, brothers and sisters can be close and all that, but I generally thought that they were like spurned lovers. I'd forgotten, and I was like, yeah. even during the film, I was like, it's that weird, odd relationship where more more so David's side, he looks quite lustfully at her quite a lot, and I thought like, that took me out the brother and sister thing. I didn't buy them as brother and sister; I bought them as like like an ex lovers. Yeah, and I think. Because I, I, I seem to remember after I watched it, I said, um, you know, I, I like the fact that they're brother and sister, but mm-hmm. it just didn't. Because he still he gives her the same necklace that he gives his girlfriend in the, yeah, yeah, original. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know whether I got, I didn't get the incestuous part so much, but I definitely got. At first, I forgot they were brother and sister. And oh, I yeah, like, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I don't that. believe that they actually like did it or anything. No, like no, was, I mean, like, like, like more like these sort of weird yeah. looks. Yeah. I didn't pick up on the vibe, but I definitely picked up on the fact that, like, they didn't really want to see one another and that he mm. was just going to flake out and fuck off. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then he turns out that he didn't. He was like, no, well, we are going to stay, actually, mate. Um, what else did I. I, I liked the beginning, like the actual like prologue, almost like when they're um that when with the girl being burnt and that. It, I liked it, but you know, I, I I could have if it wasn't in the film, I would have bought it just as much if it wasn't in the film. I know, as you said, it does add a bit of backstory and exposition and a bit of bit more to what's going on. But I could, for me, that was take it or leave it. The ending was very overblown. Mm. Um, the actual in like the the casting itself was something that uh, bothered me and um. Not that they were bad, but if the characters felt more like characters in this film, like you said, yeah. you've got Shiloh Fernandez, who's a handsome man. Um, you've got Lou, Lou Taylor Poutry, who is like the the geek. He has glasses. He has a his beard. He, the way he dresses, he's very much like the I am the I'm the third wheel here, and I'm going to yeah. act like one and look like one. You've got Olivia, who's very attractive. You've got Natalie, who's a blonde, who's very attractive, and it, they, it all just felt very that felt polished to me. Where and where and I can, of course, you can have great looking actors in a film, but it felt like the cast had been put together for what they look like rather than what they could bring to the film to me. And that kind of that's like a modern horror trope, which has been yeah. going on for what that's been going on for a long time. Horror, horror films have always been known to cast, especially women, like attractive women, and then you know whatever may come from that. But it, something about this film, I would have liked to have seen a couple of grubbier looking people in this film. And I guess, and even the cabin in the woods did the same with the actors, actually. But again, that was more tongue in cheek. But I'd have liked to have seen a bit more grub to the actors, a bit more, you know, a bit more haunted behind the eyes. Yeah. I think that he was supposed to be like some kind of like hark back to, you know, the good old days, though, because he's got kind of like the plaid shirt and a big chunky jumper on and stuff. And mm. I just looked at him and I thought, oh, okay, so he's. He's kind of like the interloper. He's straddling both. He's like, I'm old school evil dad. I'm the <laughs> evil dad, but I'm also evil dad. You know, Sometimes I felt I like... And I'm evil dad. Yeah. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I felt that he was sort of like a 
a relic to to Bruce Campbell and the gang where they yeah. wear their big chunky cardigans and their weird shirts and I do like the cardigans. I do like a good cardigan. I didn't dislike the cast, but I said they didn't really have much to do. Like I mentioned, Natalie's character does bugger all really in it. Um, and Olivia doesn't really have an awful lot to do other than when she's like, we are not letting her go. We've seen her like this before. And then she kind of fades out until it's time for her to be possessed and cut her face off. Um, so it's, as, a, as a cast, I think they did what they had to do fine. They were, they were fine. There was nothing, they weren't bad at what they did. Mm. Um, but it wasn't, there wasn't, other than I think Jane Levy was very good and she yeah. looked the boss with that makeup on the demon when she's all demoned up. I, I just think the cast were fine. I mean, I think the same in the first film, to be honest, like you pointed out, where it was only Bruce Campbell really stood out. I think in this one, Jane Levy was a standout, and it's kind of it, really, in terms of the cast. Yeah. I mean, I, I will give Poochie this, though. He does a very, very good job of being acting like he's in pain. That bit where he has to pull that needle out of his eye bag. Oh. Oh. Ugh, like, I, I, I felt needles. that. You know, I, yeah. I was there with him 100%. I hate them. They killed a dog in this. What grandpa the dog? They killed a dog. Oh, they always kill the dog, don't they? As soon as I Let see that dog it. rock up, I was like, right, well, you're going to be first to die. <laughs> yeah, woof, mate. You've had your pretty last. Pretty much woof. every horror film that we've done on this podcast, the dogs died. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I know. I, I, I think it's, it's kind of like a running thing now. Where there's a dog in it, we have to mention. Except even in Gerald's game, a dog was wasn't quite like not right. No, I mean at least that dog survived for the most part. But I heard he got run over on the way out. Are oh, you kidding? Yeah, I am. But you, you could imagine it with our luck. <laughs> um. All right. So Evil Dead. Then uh, about this film, let's just do the old thumbs up, thumbs down. We, I think we know the answer. This. So this one, if you could watch it now, would you put it back on and watch it again? Do you like it? Which one? The twenty thirteen Evil. Twenty thirteen one. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd watch that again. You like it again? It's so on Amazon think... Prime. If anyone does want to watch it, plug out other streamer services are available. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> that's <all> right. <laughs> I didn't actually know it's on um, Evil Prime, Amazon, the Amazon Prime. <laughs> I didn't realise it was on there. Oh uh... no, okay, now I do know. I will. I would. I like this film as a reboot, remake, redo, soft reboot, whatever the niche thing to call it is. I, I thought it worked. I thought they actually made a, an, an evil film about Evil Dead. I think this film was like, fucking morbid. Um, so, uh, both films now. So, 1981, 2013. I mean, we've kind of spoken of... I know you, you alluded to certain things when we spoke about 81, which you preferred and that. Is there anything that... Well, firstly, which one did you prefer? And was there anything which you which you think either film did better than the other? Oh, gosh. Do you know, it's a really it's a hard one. one. Yeah, it is really hard because... I like both for their own on their own merits and there are yeah. things I prefer about each... Yeah, that's definitely. So I think obviously the the special effects in the remake are better than the original, mm-hmm. um, but the original makes better use of like the actors' faces. Like you got uh, the one with big smiley chops. Like they did a really good job with her making yep. her look fucked up because anyone that smiles like that with white eyes is going to look weird. Yeah, you know they 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 utilized what they'd got, um, which was really good. So I think they, if they if they could mush the two of those together and instead of just being like, oh, we're going to cover her in blood and put nails in her, like it would be really cool if they had that kind of sinister yet innocent mm-hmm. possession feel to them. Um, like Silent Hill character, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, basically. If they, if they if this movie was just like Silent Hill special effects team, it would have been <laughs> yeah. Um 
the the original again I think like just aesthetically to watch it it's perhaps not as good unless you've got this you know oh yeah I watched that when I was like 16 or unless mm. you've got like some kind of nostalgia that anchors you to it I think the remake's yeah. perfectly fine um and I think that the gore in the remake is um more more of what we would expect nowadays I guess because mm. but the other one all we really see gore-wise is, you know, like someone getting dismembered and stuff. And I'm like, no, it's just, it's just so. See, even the way I said it, it's just someone getting it's dismembered. Just someone like getting like, their limbs chopped off. Yeah. See, whereas this one, it, it, in the remake, you know, you, like I said, you you got the guy with that needle in his eye. You've got oh, um, there there are proper body horror parts mm-hmm. to the remake that I like. But I think if you just smush them both together, I can't okay. tell you which one I like more. It's a tough one. Oh, right, then if. If if when you put this podcast down tonight, you were told you've got to watch one of these films. You have to. I've got one DVD in one hand, one DVD in the other, no Blu-ray or or the Amazon Prime Dobby. Which one would you watch if you were if you had to? Remake. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would. Um, okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I I think I I think I'm with you, and I think it's going to be like heresy to listeners because. The yeah. Evil Dead is held up. The Evil Dead is held up as I mentioned, a classic of the genre, and for good reason. I mean, it's like everything that's come with that. Like Bruce Campbell's legacy, Sam Raimi, what he's gone on to achieve. The film itself has got this legacy now, and it's got moments in it that people remember. The imagery, um, and the story itself is a great story. It's just I don't want to say let down by the effects because it's not. They are of its time, and that's what I took from both of these films. They are both very much of their time. The Evil Dead's got all the trappings of a classic eighties horror. Like the traits of the characters, their dialogue, the feel of the film, the humour within it, the look and the effects is all of its time. It's what I expect when I see an early 80s film. Whereas Evil Dead is very much a modern horror. There's less fun. There's more grit, more gore to it. And it's a more of a greyer palette as well. So they are very much of their time. So they're kind of chalk and cheese in terms of redos. But even though they're the same film with pretty much the same story, they're very different, I think. Um... I, I agree with your points on pretty much everything there, especially the look of it. I mean, the look of the possessed in Evil Dead is just horrendous. Like they look, as in like visually, like oh, I don't want to see that. Yeah. And and Evil Dead pushes it much. If, if you're going to make a film called Evil Dead, then the remake is what I expect to see in a film called Evil Dead, a film which is uncomfortable to watch, which pushes the boundaries, and which is evil, which is frankly yeah. evil. Um, which which set of characters did you prefer? Uh, definitely the remake. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm, I don't know what what the answer to that one is. I. Uh, but something about Bruce Campbell was very charismatic. I like Bruce Campbell. Yeah. But the uh, but because the, none of them are particularly very memorable, other than the leads, Bruce Campbell and Jane Levy. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, and they're both very different in their own. Because I guess you know, in the, in the remake, Jane Levy is possessed, whereas in the the original. He doesn't get possessed, does he? No, he just well, dies apparently at the end, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely the remake. Okay, and then ending then, as in the two endings of the films, which ending do you prefer? The original. The original, yeah, it was less... Uh, that that felt more in tune with the, that film. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, cause they, and then in terms of like meshing the two together, they both used the POV shots, which I liked. Um, I like that they brought that back. But I think I'd choose the... 
I choose to reboot if I had to watch one now. It's not dissing on the original film. I had a blast with that one. But in terms of a film called The Evil Dead or Or Evil Dead, the remake is what I would expect if someone said, I've got this film called Evil Dead. I'd expect it to be, like, brutal. Um, But we actually put out some polls and we asked you guys, if you could watch either the 81 original or the 2013 redo right now, the same question I've just asked blogging all Balboa and I've answered as well, which would you guys pick? On Instagram, 40% said the original and 60% went with the 2013 version. Ooh, interesting. What about Twitter? Let's find out. On Twitter, 75%, on the other hand, would watch the 1981 version and only 25% picked the new one. So uh already divisive wow what's the difference between are people on twitter kind of just you know i don't know they really got their finger on the pulse of evil dead matters yeah i think they do i think there's a lot more evil deadites the evil deadites on twitter (laughs) instagram's younger and hipper isn't it so i can say maybe so we also got some comments from you guys as well yeah we did uh McNamara Jedi said loved both <laughs> for the remake <laughs> really enjoyed it and that's how you redo a classic and Kenny Holston said the remake creeped me out for days uh, Cascadia Dread what a name said <laughs> hard to top the original but I admit the 2013 remake is a great film in its own and Peter De Vilbis simply said the original is always the best and I agree with i like every single one of those comments because mm. yeah that is how you redo it the remake did creep me out for days it is hard to top the original but the remake as a standalone film is mega yeah and yeah but then there's peter the original is always the best same as when you cover a song so thank you very much for that guys and now to end off as we always do we go we have a scarily good time at the end it's a death by pod game my turns to come out of this week so what have i come <laughs> up with I've come up with movie taglines. As you well know, in previous weeks, we've had such games as describe a horror movie plot badly and knock knock games. So this week, though, it is that. We are going to have got three movie taglines each. The other person has to guess which horror film it is from. As per, ladies first. So, Bloggy, what is the first horror tagline which I'm going to get incorrect? Are you ready for it? Yeah. In space, no one can hear you scream. <laughs> I love the voice. Alien. Yes. I mean, yes, you are correct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, was, was, is that some sort of? I can't think what the um, the droids called an alien. Uh, what's the what's the robot thing called an alien? Oh, shit, what is it called? Oh, La- Lance Hendrickson's character. Um, isn't he oh, called like no. Roberts or something? Or is that the name of the cat? <laughs> oh no, it's going to wind me up. I'll find it. I'll find it, and I'll message you later on about it okay okay for you El Bloggenold here you go this one's actually quite vague but um good luck once you see him nothing can save you he's a canny man is that your final answer yeah no fuck (laughs) it's sinister oh of course the Mr Boogie I wouldn't have got that if you'd asked me, to be honest. So, good old Google search for that one. No klaxon. No klaxon. The klaxon will not sound tonight. <laughs> the klaxon is <laughs> It sounded once. I want to hear more of it. Hark! There's no klaxon. All right. You'll never know what bit you. 
You'll never know what bit you. Um, you'll never know what bit you. American Werewolf in London? <laughs> well, no. Is that your final answer? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not. It was Lake Placid. Because I always have to get Lake Placid in... <laughs> God. I've even got the, the scariest movie of all time on my one. Um, oh, no. God damn it. Like, no klaxon. No, no klaxon. No klaxon. Shit. Right. Okay. <laughs> Let's see if we can get the klaxon again. We've had it once already. Boo, boo, we want a klaxon fest. Our one's better. Yeah. So, number two. Number two. Um, the only thing more terrifying than the last 12 minutes of this film are the first 92 minutes. Oh, well, it's definitely not the, the remake of Evil Dead. Um, <laughs> I can confirm it's neither. It's no Evil Dead film. So the first 12, if you don't like the first 12 minutes, then you're going to like the rest. The only thing more terrifying than the last 12 minutes of this film are the first 92. Oh, well, fuck knows. Um, uh, can I have a clue? Uh, yep, it's from the 70s. Um, and it's... Rooted in Italian horror. Um. <laughs> There's also been a pretty decent remake recently of this film. The Omen? Is that your final answer? Yeah. Suspiria. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I was going to say ballet dancers. I don't like the way that flows. The only thing more terrifying than the last 12 minutes are the first 92 I don't like it. I would have preferred the foot. It doesn't sound right. It doesn't. It doesn't. When no klaxon will sound. I want a klaxon. Really? <laughs> oh, give me the klaxon. All right. Oh, okay. So it's my it's my last one now. This is Go your on. last chance to get a klaxon. Okay. Pray, slay, display. <laughs> oh God! Pray, slay, display. Um, pray, slay, display, pray, pray, pray. pray? I don't know. Velocipasta? I don't know. Oh, we so need to do that. I got the screener for that. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, pray, slay, display. I don't know. Um, I'm out. Had a reality TV star in it. House of Wax? No. That's, yes. That's, that's, oh, is it? Found the klaxon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, I've never got that. <laughs> it makes sense now, doesn't it? Uh, well, the, pr- the the prey bit doesn't, to me. Doesn't like, it, as in preying the... on your victims, I think. Not oh, like, oh, prey. Oh, like I thought like religious. I was thinking of religious. I no, like, mm, religious. No. Velocipasta. Velocipasta. <laughs> no, we, we can do that one day. Um, oh, do you know, oh, I've good, only just re- I was like, Velociraptors aren't religious. I was like, he's a pastor, isn't he? He's a pastor who's uh, also a raptor. Yeah, I'll get it. I'll get it. Oh, it's looks great to be honest looks evil dead 81 level effects as well right klaxon right well this for you now to to claw back to claw back a point at least your final one okay if this movie doesn't make your skin crawl it's on too tight oh shit i know this because it was in one of the lists i looked up earlier (laughs) Um... same list if this movie doesn't make your skin crawl it's on too tight Oh, I fear it's got loads of women in it, isn't it? Oh, um, um, oh, Black Christmas! Black Christmas! 
klaxon! Actually, just put my hand up in the air. I've just been pumping it like Chris Akabusi as well. <laughs> it is Black Christmas, 1974. Yes. So uh, the game ended 2-1 to myself, but I felt I, I feel like giving you the victory for pulling that last answer out of the bag. I literally pulled it out of my ass, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> You've literally just pulled it out of your possessed arse. Yes. <laughs> well done, Bloggy. Nice one. Thank you. I also, I, I should have put on the social media part, someone, um, and I can't remember who it was now, so I'm really sorry, and it's not because I don't value your tweets. It's just because I'm really forgetful. But someone told me that the deer in the Fairbanks, Alaska thing, they're not deer, they're like moose. I love the fact somebody actually followed up on that. Thank you, whoever that was. Oh, because I put I I tweeted up a picture of it, didn't I? You did. That I said that person looked like they're pure pleasure. They weren't even. They weren't. They weren't me either. I can't. I can't even remember what they were now. It's just a bit of a redundant point what I've just made. I'm now, I'm now like frantically scrolling down my Twitter feed. So now you've put up a point. You've thanked someone. You can't remember who they were, and you've and also I can't, can't remember, remember what information what... they gave you. Okay. Okay. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Okay. Uh, Nick Hendrickson. At Voxo Canton 1981 said those mm-hmm. are moose and not deer. Thank you. I remember actually, Nick, he responded to a tweet we put up recently about which film scared the shit out of you um, originally. Oh. First one that ever scared you. And Nick was one of the ones who answered, actually. So, yeah, nice one. Thanks, mate. Great. Yeah. Well, um, just so that everyone is aware, they're moose and not deer, but deer, Brilliant. deer, deer. And if anyone doesn't know what the hell we're on about, on our, on, on our look forward to 2020, we... Shouting out the fact that Fairbanks, Alaska, is our like, we get a, we've got a massive. Well, I say massive. We've got a sizable fan base in that area of the world, uh, and we kind of did a little shout out to it. And Bloggy saw a picture and couldn't work out what the fauna was. We are basically like how David Hasselhoff is in Germany. Yeah. So if anybody wants to pay for us to go to Fairbanks, we'll go on a road trip. We'll we'll pod life for you. We'll ride those moose. Yeah, man, we we'll love it. Right. Done. Oh, nice one. So that was that for this episode of Death by Pod. Next time around, Bloggy Balboa is going to come up with a game and I'm already wary of what it's going to be. And also <laughs> we're going to be talking about The Omen from 1976, the one with the little boy with a little bowl cut. Um, so until that time, it's been a blast as ever, Bloggy. I've really enjoyed this, this discussion, so thank you. Yes, thank you. Um, I will be wary of any trees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep your eyes on any of that move. <laughs> If the world wants to find you and make sure you're okay from the trees, where can they online? Uh, at Bloggy Balboa on Twitter or just Bloggy Balboa on Google to find my blog, E Balboa. Yep, do it. Oh. Dan, dan, dan. <laughs> Let's talk about do blogs, it. baby. Yeah. yeah if, any, if anybody wants to come up with a, a tasty little jingle for Bloggy Balboa, our email box is open, deathbypod.gmail.com. Send us. If, you want to, if anyone's got any messages, gags, Game ideas, email us, deathbypod, or one word, at gmail.com, or hit us up on the socials. If you want to find me, what I watch tonight on Twitter and Instagram, and add .co.uk to that, and you'll find all of my movie reviews and everything else on there. If you want to find the show, more importantly, death by, at deathbypod on Twitter and Instagram, and as I mentioned, deathbypod at gmail.com. Hit us up with some ideas, comments, criticism, funny pictures of moose, whatever you want. We'll, 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 we'll take anything, but yes... Until next time when we're talking the omen from me, see ya, and from Bloggy. Bye-bye. <laughs>